we we get to have fun with 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 MLS. And I, I as I have been trying to go back into this mode of watching MLS, mode of watching and listening to MLS a lot more than I was post during the pandemic and all yeah. that. I mean, I do still have a Timbers jersey hanging up in my hanging up in my closet, among other things, and it's just not fun to be around with that. So I've been listening to my boys, the um, this is silly with a rule again mm-hmm. for a bit because I mean I've met a couple of them and I I taught we've we've had them on met one of the many iterations on yes. here. And um, I was I was listening to the last one, and they were talking about well, no, never expected to be this good right away because you need to when you when they started building the team, there was a lot of Germans coming over, obviously because the manager was at I think Hertha or some other place, but he came he came through the Red Bull people, and Jesse Marsh speaks very very highly of him. So oh, there you go. Obviously knows MLS, but you yeah. said one of the they were saying one of the things you really did need is someone like Tim Parker to come in. Yeah. Kind of, because you can have all of the foreign players as you want, mm-hmm. but if you do that, you end up like the LA Galaxy. Yeah, a train wreck. And right now. <laughs> yeah, and you, you look at it with you, you have, and I just I finished Alan Hitton's book a couple, like a week ago, yeah. and he just—I mean—he spends the back half of his book ra- raving about Schmetzer. I mean, just literally, it's mm-hmm. oh, I was in Tulsa. I was oh, but I—I—I I, I, I recruited this Schmetzer guy that was really smart, and then spent like twenty-five pages talking about yeah. why Schmetzer should be doing this and. Alan realized that Schmetzer's not as young as he thought he was, which is, which is even funnier. But what they were saying is that St. Louis going to Seattle, that's the fundamental first loss that it should be for them. Yeah. You, don't, you don't go into Seattle when they're this good because Bradley and Bird were going, this is a really good Seattle team this year. Yeah, I think uh, for a first time in a long time, though, they have a chip on the shoulder because they failed last year. And, they've, you know, you think about it, we hadn't had that. So this is a – and it's a proud group. I mean, this group uh, this has won everything you could win. You know, not every – they haven't won an Open Cup since 2014 or Supporters' Shield, but uh, they've won two MLS Cups. They won the Champions League. They've been really good. So this group had never really tasted – the bitter pill of not making the playoffs and they came out uh, with a chip this year and they haven't given up a goal at home so far. So good. I mean, they've, uh, they've had the nil nil draw with LAFC, but other than that, they hammered pretty much everybody that came into uh, Lumen. I mean, three, nothing, two, nothing, four, nothing. But I was, I listened to a, uh, a little pod about, they talked to St. Louis, kind of a game preview for the game, and they were talking about their launch. And what they, one thing they had did, they were in MLS Next last year, you know, as St. Louis City Two, and basically the whole coaching staff was there, and they got a chance to, you know, figure out the logistical parts of playing in the league, like traveling to Seattle, traveling to Philadelphia, or whatever, you know. So they got all that figured out how they want to do it, What you think about it. And then they had all the, a lot of their young players had this head start to play, you know, and then they had a lot of the big guys signed, you know, like Berkey, which I thought was a mistake. You know, I'll first to admit, I thought signing a goalkeeper to a deep designated player contract, that seems like a waste of money. That guy's pretty good though. He yeah. is pretty good. I mean, that's been a mistake uh, more often than not in MLS. I mean, yeah. Cheney came over and was a goalkeeper of the world yeah, over so. in um, the UK. I mean, mm. didn't Tim Howard come back over on a DP and com- be completely bad? Yeah, because he went he went to Colorado, and the, the one team that didn't—I mean, they had 
they had McMath, and I don't know. And McMath is like in Minnesota now, and then they gave up on. They gave up on him. I mean, McMath's had a rough go. He gets drafted by Philadelphia. He's there for a year. They draft Andre Blake, so McMath has moved on to Colorado. He's there for a little while. Tim Howard comes back, you know, and they pay him all that money. And then, they, of course, he's going to start over McMath. And, then, and, you know, I don't think he was that good. So, I mean, when Keller came, he did not – he did not get a designated player contract. He, he didn't get paid – you know, 35,000 either, you know, he probably, I think got like 200 grand or something, but you know, for him it was more just to come home and that you think about how far the salaries have come literally since Oh nine. Cause you remember, or even go back to like Oh seven, Oh eight, when Beckham came, you know, that whole Beckham experiment where you had Beckham making millions, Landon Donovan making, you know, millions, less millions, but still making millions. Then you had guys on that team making like $9,000 or $13,000 because they're essentially part-time players. And trying to integrate that locker room, I mean, it's still that now, but you have guys making, you know, big money and guys making like hundred grand, I think, or eight, 80, 90,000. I think the minimum salary is like 80, 90,000, which isn't, isn't a lot of money, but you can actually not have to get a second job uh, and live. So, you know. Especially in some of the big cities like Seattle, L.A., Denver yeah. to a point. I mean, I know I know they're not in Denver, but that's the, one of the closer cities right? Yeah. for the Rapids. But, I mean, you even look at it from 09. I mean, Beckham. Beckham's right. contract is nowhere near the top anymore. I think Insigne's on something far more yeah. at this point. So, I mean, it's just what's the, how St. Louis has built this up. Yeah, it's been have, maybe I kind of want to go to St. Louis now. Yes. Yeah. I mean, maybe we have way too many high of, maybe we have too high of expectations. Maybe. Louis. But part of it, you know, I think part of the, you know, there was a, if you remember, it was kind of a mixed bag because they had the USL team that they kind of just pushed aside. We don't need you anymore. Go away. Because it's, it's a different group, I think, ownership group than the uh, the team that, you know, the original St. Louis FC that was there, you know, and they had a couple of good USL seasons and they were, they were good, you know, and they're developing a little following and then we don't need that go away. You know, but I, I think whatever they did, they managed to bridge that, you know, mend those fences because a lot of those people have definitely got on board. I mean, and some of it is just, you know, some cities, Seattle's a good example of that. It's just if it's a major league, people are going to go. If it's minor league or what's perceived as a minor league or a lesser league, not as many, you know, because Sounders were averaging maybe three, four thousand fans uh, in the A League or USL days, and then they jumped. You know, once it became oh, it's, you know, it's major leagues now. You know, and people flocked. I mean, they had the USL Sounders could get some good crowds, like the Open Cup runs. They had some big crowds. I mean, I mean, at the time. Uh, what was that? Two oh seven, that two thousand and seven USL Sounders that won the league. That was one of the best teams I ever saw, MLS or USL. That team was so good. Um, and they made the MLS. They made the final four of the Open Cup, and they lost to Dallas in a robbery game. You know, Aj Okalala. Uh, what was his name? I, remember, I know you're. You know who I am. The rep that. Alaje Okalaja or something like that and gives a you know first play you know first five minutes of the game uh Sounders get taken down the box no penalty then late in the game they get a penalty and then we score you know like, well that was literally the same thing that happened you know 90 minutes ago but they called that penalty uh and then so they're up or in extra time and then Sounders scored one to bring it back within a goal and then they ah they almost pulled it up right at the death they lost so you know and then you which i think that run and then they did the same in 08 
they made it to the final four and then lost. I think those two runs really made them, at least in those first couple of years of MLS, to really want to win that Open Cup because we had been so close. Because that 07 team, I think they if they would have made the final, they would have been like Rochester and won the Cup because they were they were really good. I That team was so fun to watch. And the Rhinos are gone yet again. Yeah, no, again, yeah, geez, you know. I don't think uh, they're coming back this time. I don't know what it is about Rochester. So maybe, uh, maybe it's just. I might not even be Rochester. It might just be the the not the, working, the owners, whatever, left a bad taste in the city's mouth, and they're like, you know what? I don't even know what we want if we want to do this anymore. It could happen, but it's going to be something like very grassroots. It's going to take a long time, you know. So I think more. <laughs> look more for like USL two and they can play uh FC Buffalo. So I mean FC Buffalo is at a um much smaller stadium than where yeah. the Rhinos oh, I were. I mean I've been at both. Yeah. And it's just weird. I mean I'm glad FC Buffalo does well and Nick was able to take it up another level. Mm-hmm. I USL two was about as far as he could take it without having without Buffalo, some without some having Buffalo Bills money behind him. Right. Well, I get that. Yeah, and that that's about if I was going to own it. It's dicey to get up into maybe League One, maybe, but the travel's a little more onerous. You know, you're going to uh, at least a USL League Two. It's still regional. You know, because Ballard FC doesn't play anybody that's not in Washington or Oregon. As far maybe Idaho, but I don't think so. I don't think they go that far. So it's all regional. So the travel is somewhat hand hand. It's not so expensive. I mean, it's probably expensive enough, but at least in uh, the New York Metroplex, you know, you have a lot of teams that you don't need to you know go too far out of uh new york sure. or connecticut or pennsylvania you know sure, but at the, it's still at the same point and you have this indoor soccer you have tacoma you have the tacoma stars with you. right i mean if you have anything spring up anywhere near you that's going to be a what that's going to be for the second team a what less of a draw because you've got a great team there the same yeah. thing with the Rangers. The Rhinos on and off since the 90s have been the team around here. I mean, yeah, that's fair enough. And I mean, here's even the funnier thing the Lancers have been around in some form or another since the 60s. Yeah. So, I mean, and they're still about, I mean, they're an ML, they're uh, indoor. Yeah, uh, MASL. Yeah. And I'm sure, I'm sure people have asked them. To go outdoors again, and they probably have just said, "Uh, uh-uh, that's going to ruin it." So, I mean, right. that's that's the sad thing with it. Is and I hope with St. Louis is that this is one of those that stays around a while. Now, we haven't seen outside of Chivas any team really teeter on the edge in MLS. Yeah, no, not for a long time. Um... And if and to be perfectly honest, if there's a team that's going to teeter, it's not going to be St. Louis. I'm sure that the amount of money it costs to get into the league now, those owners all have really deep pockets. Oh yeah, it's the the teams I would worry about to be not New England because Kraft has got, you know, he's got so much money. But it'd be like DC and San Jose, some of those original clubs yeah. that. Um, as far as I don't know who owns uh, DC at the moment, but I don't know how deep their pockets are. And a lot of the original six are oh, not original six. Uh, that's hockey, but the original, some of the original teams are really struggling to keep up with the, uh, with the, tr- the trending upward of the league. So, which is a shame because something like, it is. Uh, with like San, um, San Jose and DC, you should be able to, with how yeah. bad the teams are in D.C., be able to pull in enough and get a group together. I mean, yeah. even, I mean, you think about it, the commanders are falling apart in and of themselves. The um, 
wizards? God, that's mm. still weird for me. And that's been I know. 30 I, I, years. There's still the bullets to me. Still exactly. Bullets. The bullets have been off bad, and the Nationals have just completely yeah. fallen apart. So you would think that you could go there and get some type of money into DC United, because I think that still the people that are involved with, with um, Inter Milan. Yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe. I think you might be right. I know they, they got that brand new stadium, so, you know, which I guess is really cool. So I haven't been there, you know. And but apparently, yeah, it's, Sir it, is broke beyond, is like bankrupt, and they're, I forgot what they're, who's behind them, but that's the thing that kind of scares me is that we, you, you see with how bad DC's been over a while. I mean, mm-hmm. we're, a, we're Man United away from, Rooney going back over, going back to England. I mean, if Everton's opened up three or four times since he's been here, yep. and he hasn't left, and that's his boyhood team. Right, yep, you're right. Man United opens up again, you might have to, they might have to worry about it. And that's the same thing with San Jose. You should be able to in that area because you do not have I mean, Sacramento, the Sacramento Republic really didn't amount to anything. You've got, LA, you've got the LAFC down down the state. That's about it. Yeah, I think uh, Sacramento just bad timing. They've always had bad timing. And no fault of theirs, you know, the pandemic. And, and I think that because they had big money coming in, the 49er owners, but the pandemic hit and everybody kind of, whoa, well, maybe let's close the ranks a little bit. And they're kind of, I don't know if they're, they're, proposals officially dead or I think they're just moving forward and just doing it for the USL team because the team seems the USL team seems to be doing just fine you know still uh, having crowds still doing its thing I just don't think uh, uh, it's going to be in Major League Soccer anytime soon oh no and I don't I don't I mean I know Don has talked about other Cities, and I mean, that, that, talking about MLS expansion is basically been the span of this podcast. I mean, it goes all the way back to 2012 with us talking about this. So yeah. that's nothing new. I mean, we've got we've got all of a sudden. I mean, it looks like um, Charlotte FC is doing pretty decent in the in their own market. I mean, I yeah. I see people that like being there, and I mean. You've got enough good around here. I just hope that for my guys in in St. Louis that, I mean, I don't think the fandom is going to go away. Because no, because they have a lot of history there. I think yeah. if they, they've been good at tapping that, his, you know, that U.S. soccer history. You know, and they have, if you think about, if you just look at the city as a whole, the, some of the other iterations of indoor soccer and stuff like that, they've been quite successful. You know, the St. Louis Steamers or the Spirit of St. Louis. I think that was ABA. But, uh, um, you know, but like the Billikens, the University of St. Louis, they have good soccer there. So, you know, yeah. and I think that that's a, that's important because I think Union Omaha in League One has done well partly because a lot of the players are former Blue Jay, Creighton Blue Jays or Omaha University of Omaha Mavericks. So they have a big local connection and then whatever other players they, they, yeah. get, you know, but they do, they've tapped into that local uh, flavor and they're good. They seem to be well run. They've won the, they've won USL league one and uh, they had that open cup run. They, they, knocked off El Paso the last game so now that now they're playing St. Louis in the next round so that'll be something so yeah I mean that was um I, when I was listening to the guys that's what they were talking about is that from when they started the the supporters club till now it's like you mm-hmm. go from having to be you know like a a shuttle to a game to fly into Omaha for this yeah. you have there's many open cup games, and that's kind of the joke mm-hmm. with how F- and U.S. soccer treats the league. Is that 
you should, I mean, you look at what, you look at all the services and streaming options we have nowadays yeah. for the sport. I mean, I know there are people, and I have a huge issue with this, that are just salivating over everything Wrexham does. Yeah. I know people I, know, I were, tried to watch that. I was going to watch some of that today before the show, uh, and I I don't remember my Hulu account. And I'm and I'm trying to think: Do I actually have a Hulu account, or is that my kid's Hulu account that I was just using? I can't remember. So, needless to say, I'm not. Don't think I'm going to watch it. So. Yeah, I mean, because we uh, can, you can get that you can get the Rex here, which is fine. I mean, I get. Yeah. I have no issue with Ryan Reynolds or Ryan Mack. Mac and Rooney. I have no issue with either of them. No, they're, not at they're all. But actors. But <laughs> yeah. I mean that. Because the point is, you've got non-league teams over in England that we're all salivating over. Yeah. Yet you have this U.S. Open Cup that basically has been going year-round since the since the pandemic. Yeah. And where is it on a streaming platform? At this point. Uh, yeah, it's not even on ESPN Plus. You're right, you know, because I was thinking yeah. about that. You have to go to U.S. Soccer's webpage, and some of those streaming options are are interesting because yeah. I've had to do that. I had multiple. T- I had my phone and the TV and my my laptop so I could watch it. Yeah, I wish yeah. the league would. Uh, you know, Apple would be nice. I wish Apple Apple could stream it, but you know, I don't know. I wish they would get some. Even the people that in the in the continuous United States that have a problem with it. Right. How many people do we know overseas that are Americans or like to watch American sports? There's a lot. Yeah. yeah there We're is. missing and the there's... No, I agree. I think they should get a sponsor. I, I mean, we'll say, well, there's no market for it. But I did. I don't know if I agree with that. You might. You might have to be. Uh, Give them somebody at a discount in the beginning, but U.S. Soccer needs to go out and do some legwork, get a title sponsor, you know, uh, you know, Bud Light or, uh, you know, Sam Adams presents the U.S. Open Cup or whatever, you know. Uh, Again, Capital One open, Tax Services presents the U.S. Open Cup. We have people in the United States that are. I think, uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, a title sponsor would make it easier. Yeah. Again, we have people that are you know, small team in Wales. Yeah. And care about it they more can't over find it on a map. They can't yeah. find it on a map. I mean, yeah, it's but, cool. I'm exci- I, I mean, it's been a cool story. Uh, yeah. I mean, maybe but, we need to you know. some actor or actress that goes to these games every so often because we know how. And I'm not trying to say people are shallow that are wide Wrexham. There's things local that we should do. Right. I mean, we have Simon Allen in L.A. who's been there yeah. watching Trump covering the most amateur levels of this sport. Yeah. No, he, he, he does yeah. go, he, he he does does go, go all in. Yeah. And, folks, that's not a, that's not a, um, L, that's not a Valley Boy voice he has. He's from London. No, yeah, he's very English. Yeah, uh, so, I mean, and the fact that we missed that, the thing we get to talk about in the States is the Rangers. I mean... Yeah, I know, I'm done and, with that one, so... Yeah, and the that's Rangers not even, came out looking horrible, so... And that's not even the weirdest stuff that comes out about national teams. I mean, no. you could just... You, I mean, the national team alone could look at that and just laugh and say, oh, oh or the French... Yeah, I mean, look at the French and say, oh, we got that. You know, so. They took one yeah. of their star players to trial for a, a blackmail. I yeah. mean, I know, it's, it's nuts. Here. I mean, I look at, I mean, I look at some, and I don't want to see those in sport whatsoever. But compared to some of the stuff that the rest of the world has, I mean, where's it? You get some of our stuff laying in by the son of a former World Cup oh, winner. Yeah, I thought about that. I thought about that during this the Galaxy game too, when uh, Klinsman was getting scored on. Said, "Yeah, I mean, he plays for the team that 
uh, LD was a legend for, and I remember that tweet. And, you know, the sad reality is if LD would have been on that team, they probably, and it might have been him shooting that ball at the net instead of Wondolowski. Nothing against Wondolowski. Uh, no. But, you know, the thing is we, we're down to our last forward options literally in the first game because – Altador blew his hamstring. Dempsey got a broken nose. Uh, and we were scram- And then uh, Johansson was pretty much hurt that whole World Cup. And we were down to nothing, you know, really. Hey, maybe if you would have had the, who, the, oh, yeah, the all-time leading scorer for the national team on the team, but you didn't pick him because you don't think he's mentally tough because he, he did a mentally tough thing and sought help for his, you know, some of his, you know, mental health uh i mean klinsman he's still in the 80s man that that style worked in the 80s it doesn't now man uh but maybe we win that game against belgium so exactly and, and you see the pile of junk that la galaxy is i mean oh man i i did i listened i listened to a preview for that pod for that game you know because uh, and the guy was talking about the galaxy and, and what a train wreck it was. It is. And, you know, supporters don't want to go to the games. They want Chris Klein out. They just signed Klein to an extension after he'd been suspended for, you know, uh, cap violations and, and stuff like that. And just, um, for a, a team that was an, uh, you know, how not to build a team is the example. Man, you took a team that had maybe the greatest designated player in Major League Soccer history, whether he's the best player we ever signed or not. But, I mean, Robbie Keane delivered so oh, God, much yeah. hardware. You know, if I you had to pick one DP that was the best signing <laughs> for any team in the league, I would have to say Keane. And I was an abashed uh, Keane hater, you know. Uh, when he played for the Galaxy. Because he, you know, he's one of those guys, if he's on your team, you love him. If he's not on your team, you hate him. Because when he played, he was a royal prick. You know, he complained about everything. Kicked the ball. I'm still, bit, I'm still bitter about the handball that he we got in that playoff game where he kicked it right into the guy's arm. Which I thought about when uh, Vanny was going off on the new who potential arm uh handball when it hit his elbow when his arms were behind his back and he did that whole uh demonstration at the press conference it's like geez greg you gotta just let it go man because you think you're gonna get a call now after calling out refs uh, that's a bad that's a bad way to do it i mean, you know the thing i like about schmetzer he could get robbed by a ref and he never calls him out. He says, well, you know, ref's got a tough job. That's on us. We have, you know, you just have to, you just have to do, you know, you can't worry about that kind of stuff. You got to control what you can control. Uh, yeah, it's tough, man. You know, that's a Caleb Porter level of whining. Sorry, Portland fans. <laughs> exactly. And I mean, he's not even in the league anymore. No, so he's not. Which is, the only which is guy to funny. win two MLS Cups and get ran out of two two cities quickly, you know. He's oh, like yeah. Billy Martin, the Billy Martin of soccer. He gets you good, but he's going to ruin the team, so you got to know when to pull the trigger and get him out of there, you know. With as many times as Steinbrenner ran Billy oh. Martin out. Oh my. I just remember when he was the A's manager and he worked those pitch his pitching staff he literally ruined the arms of his whole rotation because he they just threw so many pitches. Ah, oh, no, it's okay. We just don't have him throw warm-up pitches. It's fine. You know, and then they all unraveled. I mean, pitchers, you know, I know this isn't a baseball pod, but there's a reason they draft like five pitchers to one position player because four of those guys are going to wash out because of injury. You know, oh, gosh, yeah. throwing a baseball is, is not good for your arm. You know, it's just not. Your arm is not meant to throw a baseball. Mark Pryor, Kerry Wood. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Mark Vidrich, you know, he had, he had that one good year and gone. Now, we had a guy drafted by the Mariners, never even made it to the majors. He was a first-round pick, two injury seasons in the minors, and 
you know, he just took his million dollar signing bonus and, you know, rode off into the sunset. So. Oh, yeah. I you mean, know, I don't know. My Royals you have to... picked, Go ahead. Half of, picked half of the pitchers out of college baseball for the last three years. Yeah. Two of them made it. Right. Uh, well, maybe I remember that. It's that, that's that's the thing. Wow, I just completely lost my train of thought here. But you know, that's the thing with, and it's almost the same thing with strikers too. I mean, I remember yeah. uh, Morris. Well, his knee is gone. We're not going to have to worry about him now. With the tip of <laughs> with Seattle, yeah. he could make it back in. Aaron Johansson, have we and. Yeah, I don't know if he's ever come back. You know, I mean, I think he's tried. He's played somewhere very, you know, in Europe, but not, you know, because he's he's an American by passport or being born here, but he's a European person because you know he never lived here. Um, Yeah, Jordan. I mean, last year I think he was still the warranty was still working on that knee, but this year, you know, the train or the training wheels are off now because he he's back to speed. Uh, and he's on fire, you know, maybe so, he just signed an extension. So that, that, uh, worked out great for us, bad for him. You know, literally if he doesn't blow out his knee at Swansea, he's in the Premier League right now. Uh, and then that whole world cup, uh, this guy's no good. Why did they bring him? You know, that whole argument would have went away because, you know, all and maybe Bob Bradley, because he, yeah, because maybe he Bob Bradley a, never leaves. Maybe Bob Bradley yeah. never leaves Swansea. But he, uh, no, he was already gone. Uh, oh by, yeah, by, that's uh, right. by the time um, Jordy went to Swansea, because one of the owners, uh, there's a connection between the Sounders and Swansea, uh, way up, you know, some kind of connection. That was part of the reason they got him there. Uh, but if if he doesn't blow out his knee and they make the they they make get promoted, they're He's probably in the Premier League now, or at least he would have had some chances to shine because he only played like four games and then he was done. And then, you know, and now I think what's been part of their organization as well, too. Doesn't Landon Donovan own part of them, too? Because there's a Uh, a significant owner of of San Diego Loyal, or he's a partner or coach or whatever, because that's who the Sounders play next in the Open Cup, so. Um, San Diego has sure. become one of those. San Diego has become one of those really weird hotbeds for lower league and um, women's yeah. soccer. Really. And it's—I haven't quite gotten that. I mean, I remember one day out there with that Chet Alexander that was really yeah. trying to build up through everything, and Chet's been gone for God, I think a decade at this point. Yeah, they're. Uh... Uh, the soccers are a, a powerhouse. I mean, they they are consistently good every year, uh, and they're great this year too. So, as much as I hate to give them credit, because I hate soccers. Oh, they're the worst, but they are they are a fantastic team. Uh, and I don't know what the pay scale, uh, how the pay works in ma- major the MASL. I'm sure a lot of it is, you know. Part a lot of I know a lot of the players are part timers because I had to go to the bank uh, once to get some mortgage stuff taken care of and I walk in and oh hey there's uh, one of the stars right there he works at the bank so right across the street from the show where uh, <laughs> but you know hey. like some of the I mean their their coaches I mean no I know that uh, Pereira the one of the players was the general manager of the rain until they since parted ways, but you know, so, but I think those guys, oh. some of the top end guys make not enough money where they only have to work one job. I know when Donovan played there for like a minute, you know, he got 200, I think he got a quarter of a million dollars to play for San Diego and he only played for a few months. And I think Torres, I, I have no idea what Roman Torres got for Dallas, but yeah. I know they used him. Part of that was they used them in the marketing for like, oh, yeah, uh, Donovan's coming to town. I know because he had to make so many road trips as part of his his contract. And I think he part of the 
how they paid for some of that was they got some subsidy from the other teams because of the crowds were bigger, you know, when Donovan yeah. came, because everybody wanted to see Donovan because, you know, but it's crazy. And he was okay when I saw him play in indoor. Uh, the guy who really took to the indoor game like nobody I ever saw was Jermaine Jones. Cause, and he is a super nice guy, you know, for a guy that – project menace when he played he's really soft-spoken and he's he's super nice because uh, back then they didn't have the glass around the boards so other than in the corner so when you watch the game you know and where my seat was the visiting teams warm up right there so i could always talk i was talking to to jermaine uh but you know you see in the the first i mean he literally picked it up in one one game because we watched that game, that first game, because he played here in Tacoma, Fort Kent. And he played, and he goes, yeah, he looked okay. But by the end of the game, he was dominating. And I was like, wow, he picked this up in one game, you know, and was was fantastic. I think he had the game-winning goal, too. And just – I talked to him after the game. He's just a super nice guy, you know. Uh, but there's some really good players that play indoor that do outdoor as well, like Frank Tayu oh, yeah. is – an indoor, you know, he's like, he's just a stud indoor. He's like always at the top MVP, leading scorer, level player. And then he plays for, you know, he's always playing for some outdoor team. Never like, you know, maybe like an MPSL team or something like that. But he, he plays essentially year round. Kind of like rugby players here. They play, literally play year round because they, they, the ones that play here, the foreign players, go back home and play in their domestic league when our season's over. So that's the only way I think they can justify yeah, the bringing they can it. it. You know, because they're making I'm like not... forty grand for four months or whatever it is a season, and then they go back home and play. You know. Yeah, I mean that's the why. That's the reason why Brittany Griner was over in Russia is that yeah, WNBA doesn't pay, so. Have to go over. It's, it's, it's the same thing down there with you guys. But I mean, that's why yeah, the in San Diego is yeah. had to dump all the different leagues since they started. I mean, it's crazy the level pay level. Uh, you know, the WNBA. I don't know what it is now, but I think uh, at least the last the minute the maximum salary is like one hundred and ten grand. And those those players can go to Russia or and, and make half a million dollars, you know, or seven hundred fifty thousand dollars, you know. So yeah, no wonder they're going to go. You know, if you're going to, the only reason a lot of those women come back to play in in, in the our league is because they have a loyalty to try to make it successful, you know. Mm -hmm. But they they really got to loose open up the purse because uh, it's hard to fit in, you know, because if you have a couple of MVP level players and you want to try to build something, it's hard to keep them both. So yeah, yeah I mean, women, if you're going to be a pro yeah. athlete and you're a woman, you got to hustle. <laughs> you oh. got to hustle. Uh, oh yeah. That's why I don't. The, the NWSL women, they do that. They go play in Europe or, or Australia uh, a lot and then come back or, and play in the NWSL. Or they have to have, they have to have all those Endorsed, they have to be endorsed up the wazoo yeah. to even make it. I mean, that, that, that's that's just what it is. I mean, that's wow. We got around to even that's that's even strange. I mean, I, I'm more I'm more happy with something like St. Louis coming in. They're seeing some franchise that well, not quite a franchise, a club. Yeah, they traveled well too. In, I'll yeah, give them now, well. yeah, I see there was that. a boatload of St. Louis people at the game when I was at all over the stadium because a lot of people they were walking by me. I see that that red shirt, so or pink. It's a cool looking kit too. I like the all red. Well, you know, so and it was a great game to see uh, homegrown Josh Atencio with a banger. You know that top corner banger that's goal of the week caliber goal i mean it was he had a great game uh yeah and i mean with with all those germans there they're seeing stuff if you can surprise them and do well that's gonna help because yeah they see a good player and they go all right you're coming with us you're going yeah. over which is crazy we have you know 
there's a couple of, I mean, the Sounders are very German uh, centric anyway. I mean, Ziggy's German, Schmetzer's German, Hanauer's part German. So, you know, we, we have a very German centric, uh, at least in the way we built the team anyway, as well, you know, and if you're going to emulate a league, the Bundesliga is a great league to emulate, you know, it's competitive. It's not so top. I mean, it, it was for a little while there with Bayern, but generally, historically, it hasn't been quite so top-heavy. You can get teams that can make a run. I mean, a Leicester City winning the Premier League, it's not as unheard of in the Bundesliga when, when like, Wolfsburg was right there. Uh, so, But I love, you know, and Union Berlin has done well since they've come up, which is great because you got to have a good club in Berlin. We haven't had one of those for a while. You know. Yeah, apparently that book is supposed to be the book that came out about them about a couple of years ago. That's supposed to be. Yeah, and their goalkeeper the... coach is a former Sounder, Michael Gishburning. So nice. And he's a, so, he yeah. was a good. He's a good keeper, and he's a, he's another super nice guy. Yeah. Oh, I remember him. Yeah, he was the man. bridge between. You know, Keller retires. You have Gishburning, and you have that assortment of. You know, him and Meredith and uh, Marcus Hahnemann and then Fry, you know, and then Steph came in and it's Steph. Steph is now the uh, career uh, starts leader in Sounders history. So uh, 500 starts. Actually, that, that led to or 100 or something. He, he, he beat Ozzy's record. So last game. So that actually something crazy. Dwayne Rollins was saying because he was talking about. Um, he get he gets the Apple TV MLS, yeah. and I he's not the only one I've heard say this, and I kind of agree with him is that not having the hometown call is really bringing down because is really bringing down the calls of the game because the saying is he was listening to he was watching the um the Seattle one. And they were saying that Fry was not play, did not play that much with Toronto and was run out of Toronto. And Dwayne's like, um, he was the starter. Right. Here. The only reason he left is because he had those, he had that couple of seasons of injuries. And I think there was a question whether he was ever going to come back. And I think the, I think it was just one of those. Maybe we all need a fresh start here. Fry and Toronto, but yeah, no, I thought he was good for Toronto before he got hurt, you know, because I think he got drafted and went right into the starting lineup, you know. Yeah, because isn't he, isn't he like Swedish or something? He's Swiss. Swiss, He's yeah. an American he's, citizen now, but yeah, he's uh, from Switzerland. And he's never been able to turn out for them, right? For Switzerland. Uh, he played for them as a youth, but yeah, no, not really. Because uh, I think he, they, I'm not sure when they moved to the U.S., but uh, uh, how he could never get a sniff with the U.S. team has been a bigger uh, mystery to me. You know? That's I mean, mystery, but why hasn't he got one for Switzerland? Because he's a really good goalkeeper. Yeah, I don't know. You know, now he's probably he's a little long in the tooth, so. Uh, I mean, it's like why Lewis Rowe never got it. But I think he's like 35 now. I think his contract yeah. is up. So unless they uh, they might have signed him, but he's due a raise because we're he is right now a bargain basement goalkeeper for the Sounders. Oh, we're getting this, we're be. getting good value for a guy, and he's getting paid five hundred thousand dollars. You know. Uh, yeah, and it's which the might be the I... most the most. I know they tried to sign him a couple of years ago to a TAM contract, and the league rejected it. But I do think, and the Sounders were kind of pissed, and he was kind of pissed about it, which I don't blame him. Uh, I do think, in something like that, if the I think the league has gotten better at staying out of the team's businesses. I under, well, we want to make sure, you know, it's a marketing deal because they did that to Toronto. I think they wanted to sign a defender to a big deal, but they said, ah, oh, we're not going to waste that kind of money on a defender. Um, but I think they got enough pushback from the owners that they said, well, maybe we'll let that go because I say you put the cap out there this is the, this is how the money you have to play with these are all the ways you can cheat the cap with the yeah. with the MLS bucks you know the allocation money the target allocation money the whatever money uh, 
uh, whatever name they as uh, Garth used to call it, the accounting mechanisms. Uh, okay. You get all those in place, and yeah, but this is what the cap is, plus all that. Build your team. If if you do a bad job, that's on you. It's not on us. That's on you. Uh, great. Let's do it. You know, I, I take my chances because I, you know, if anything, we've always had good owners here. Adrian's good owner. He knew how to run the team. Uh, Garth is a great GM. And I think Craig Weibel is going to be a great GM because, you know. Uh, Wasn't Craig Weibel one of your commentators a while back? Well, he, uh, maybe. I can't remember. I know he played for the USL Sounders. He went to the University of Washington. You know, he played very, He played for the Galaxy. He's play, he played for Houston. Because uh, I swear I have heard him do it. Maybe. He might have. Uh, it, might have been one of those, it might have been one of those where, like, the commentators were off doing, like, national teams. Yeah, or, that's highly it, possible. It, yeah, because I, I, I know Donnie has said it. He's, he's been thrown in for yeah. teams that been like spur of the moment here we'll pay you get get here we we need we need I someone mean, right i mean we're we're in year one of a 10-year deal with apple i don't think uh i think a lot of that stuff's gonna get uh sorted uh, i mean to be honest the games i haven't been able to see a whole lot of them but the ones, it felt like I was watching the Fox Soccer Channel because, you know, like Max Bredos is back, Dunny. Uh, I kind of liked it, but I do get the, I like the insight of the local, uh, yeah. you know, because we still have like a local radio uh, guy, you know, Danny Jackson, former USL sounder who does the radio feed. He was the uh, color guy for the, like the post-game, pre-game show on the radio, and then they He's just became the play-by-play guy. But I do think maybe uh, – I know there's been a lot of outcry, like, well, the buys, the subscriptions are not what they thought. But all right, you know, it's, and they thought Apple was going to bail. I dis, I don't think Apple's going to bail. I don't think. There's one thing. They need content, you know. Why? Did, and they just signed a 10-year deal. And MLS is not going to sign a 10-year deal with an out clause after three months. Um but I do think maybe they'll work it. I like having that, you know, that league hub, you know, MLS 360. But I also like the idea of it be, you know, having local announcers back. You know. Yeah. Who knows? And did you see there's another all 24-7 soccer channel coming around? No. There, you know. Oh, okay. CBS Colorado is going on 24-7 in it's, I think it's also on Hulu. Um, Guerrero from um, Guerrero's from uh, Kuligans is one of the guys they have that is part of this. Okay. That'll yeah, and cool. it, yeah, and I looked at what they're and they have streaming. They have streaming games every. Wow. One of them, Brazilian league. I'm like. Oh. All right, because that was my next question. Yeah. Are they are they uh, catering more to like South America with Golazo? Really, what it looks no. like is it pretty much everybody. All right, because I would like what? I would like to see a one that I like to see some English language coverage of like the Copa Sudamericana and the Copa Libertadores because that would be awesome because those I those games are a riot to watch even in Spanish oh, yeah. language or, you know, they're just, they're so much fun. I mean, I love, I love those tournaments. Uh, I think the that, that's why being in sports extra was always, yeah, that's yeah. why being in sports extra was so great when it was on Pluto is that, mm. yeah, maybe it was a day or two later. Yeah, I don't but care. <laughs> you, could, you could watch everything yeah. or like they would do like team specific, like, I was going to say European based, but team specific, Sudamericana, Libertadores, that type of stuff. Because, like, the last one that um, Flamenco went to, they did two weeks full of all the Flamenco runs to the cup, and there's there's been enough. So, that looks like kind of what. CBS Colazo's doing. They're going to have like a morning show and then have 
games throughout coming through, like um, Germany, because I know um, the Kooligans have a connection with um, Bundesliga, and there will okay. I'm sure they will. I'm sure they'll they'll um, CBS will pick up it. Um, Italy, Lowry's in Spain, probably Uruguay, Italy. Yeah. I know they've got. I know they have people at um, with Galazzo that are um, in Italy because they for the run up to the Scudetto. I think they're all there. Yeah, I think they're all. Kind of like Gold TV. Right now. Uh, remember Gold TV. Because they, oh, yeah. they were definitely, uh, but they, they translated everything. I, I used to watch that. You know, they'd have like the, I had to be like a South American, like panel show. And those guys would just go on. They, Oscar Restrepo, I just remember him because he was all, he's very passionate when he talked and used his hands a lot. And they would just go back and forth. And you'd see the guys trying their best to keep up with the translation. Oh, and it was fantastic. Yeah. And I mean, I see that coming on. I'm, I'm like, that. That's going to be fun for that's going to be fun for all of us. So yeah, and I know I think I said, I'm pretty sure I sent it. To, yeah, I did. Okay, yes. I have I have seen the cover of the Flamengo book, guys. Yep. So it's just not a little mystery that Duffy and I have been talking about. It's real. Yes, it is. The book exists. So I should get the I should get the back cover pretty soon, and maybe that maybe by maybe for your Christmas you all will be able to buy the book for, buy the book. I mean I have the final I have the final ebook for it. I've had right. it since. God, I think I've had it since Thanksgiving. Yeah, well, there maybe you go. a little bit before. Because I, I know I've already signed the contract for the um, third book. That one's already that's one's already taken good. Care. Oh yeah, I know. 